These are the Stanley Cup champions cheering for us. Obi could beat the fuck out of Wayne Gretzky. Could you break Wayne Gretzky's leg? Because he's 24! The smoke blinds from straight 40s before I go out for warmies. We got like half dressed and then last for and we we're just going nuts. We're in the locker room by then. We we're just going absolutely bananas. What it do, DMV? It is episode 76 of Chirpin' DMV. We're starting to wind down here in season one. We've got a couple episodes left. Probably only one more after this once the Stanley Cup final ends. We'll probably do a – actually, I should say two more because we'll have free agency. We'll have the draft. We'll have all that stuff. And then we're going to shut it down, give you three episodes that have three interviews each, the best of season one in case you kind of hopped on late and maybe missed some of our early interviews in the early go of the season because it's been a long fucking season. Season one, I should say. But uh, so let's let's start to get to the episode a bit. So before I do, it's just me and AB today. So AB, what's happening, man? How's Florida? Uh, it's pretty good. Um, this is about the the time where I'm gonna start rubbing it all in all of your faces because it's still 85 degrees and apparently it's getting colder up there, a little chillier. Um, some people like the fall weather. Obviously, the uh, my Drew said that uh, fall weather is the best weather. I highly disagree, but I mean, I, that's just me. I'm going to go ahead and take Drew's side on that one. I'm a big proponent of the the summer to winter transition right there, that fall where you put some put a fucking hoodie on and sit on the couch, chug beers, and watch West Virginia football, and it's good stuff. And the Washington football team at times, I guess you could say. But, yeah, I'm a big proponent of it. I like it. It's enjoyable to me, and it, it usually means the start of hockey season because – it's what, that's fucking true. late September right now, and we're usually playing like preseason games-ish, kind of? That's true. Typically, I would like it more, but now like, now I'm just going to be tan all the time, so I, I like that too. Yeah, you're going to be tan. Well, burnt, that turns into a tan, but yeah. we'll see. But were you on last – no, you weren't on last episode, so what's up? What you been up to? No, nah, I think I, I, was, I was on last week's episode. I wasn't on were two you? weeks ago. That's yeah, right, last, that's right. Last week's was me, Bobcat um, – Blake, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I, my shit's just all in a big jam. But yeah, because last last week we were talking about the the hiring. Yes, I mean let's get into some of that hiring because so it kind of came out afterwards, but they did say in the press conference that there were two in person interviews. Obviously, one was live yet, and the other we found out was Babcock, and apparently Babcock was kind of. He was a high-end guy. He was a guy that was probably top one or top two for us, and then apparently what came out, I think it was per Elliot Friedman, that the reason he didn't get hired is because they're, uh, I guess the Caps were a little concerned about the quote-unquote noise around Babcock and, you know, not knowing when next year is going to begin. And, you know, it's kind of, I think it scared the Caps <laughs> out of hiring. So did they listen to Caps Twitter technically? Is that what I'm getting from this? Yes, that's exactly. We, we did a great job by keeping Babcock away. So stick, stick Caps all of you on Caps Twitter. Thank you for bitching about it. Yes, as as Caps Twitter normally does, we bitch about everything. We bitched just enough to not get this coach hired. So yeah, stick taps to everyone. Yeah, and so, they may have they may have listened to Chirp and DMV. Who 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 knows? You never know. I mean, you never know. I would hope. I would like to think they did because we were we ripped them a bit. I ripped them a good bit. I I, I wasn't a big proponent. I wasn't a big fan. But yeah, like we said, Chirp and DMV, man, season one coming to an end here. Couple episodes left. Small kind of caps news, not really big, but we'll mention it. We did re-sign 
Daniel Sprong to a two-year one-way contract. He was a guy that we acquired from Anaheim, I believe in that Christian Juice uh, uh, trade. And he, he played in Hershey all year. He was a guy that I thought played pretty well, like, when in Anaheim because he was up at the NHL level. And I didn't think he was bad. But, yeah, that, I guess that's a guy in the depth of our organization. So, we'll, we'll take it. I was going to say, uh, are we ever going to fucking use him? We probably could have used him in the playoffs and just decided <laughs> not to, but – could use literally anybody in the playoffs besides yeah, the team I mean, we didn't have. I mean, the guy was the guy was ripping it up in training camp and in the pre-playoff training camp, and yeah, just didn't give him a shot. Uh, just made no sense. Shot. We needed more defense, even though we couldn't score more than two goals in a game. Makes yeah. sense. So, yeah, fuck it is what it is. It's a new era. We'll get to it next season, but let's do this. There's not a lot to talk about, but there is at the same time. So we'll start the first half of the episode by going through the NHL awards, and then we'll get into what is now two games into the Stanley Cup. It's a 1-1 series. Tampa wins it last night, but we'll get on that into all of that later. So, awards. The Hart Memorial Trophy MVP, Leon Dreisaitl. Do you have any gripes, complaints about that? I thought very well-deserving. I mean, I'll take it. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he – like, I know it's not it's not a points race. It's not, it's not the points trophy. But, I mean, the fact that he's, like, 15 points ahead of the next guy, I think says a lot. Um, 110 points in 69 games. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. That's yeah. I mean, the season wasn't even the season wasn't even close to ending. I mean, we still had 11, 12, 13 games left, and he had 110 points. Yeah. Like, was he gonna get to 130? Who who knows? He got 91 first place votes. Right behind him was McKinnon, then Panarin, Pasternak at fourth, McDavid at fifth, actually, and our guy Ovi. 13th, tied with Kucherov, you know? Got a couple votes. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of – so, did you see Barcel Nate's takes on that? I did not. On what, Ovi? Yeah. So, no. I'm kind of I'm with him. I mean, obviously, we're biased. But, I mean, he's – he played so well. He was, like, really one of the only ones that played so well for us. I mean, he scored 48 goals, and he played consistently pretty good all oh, season. Oh, so, Nate was saying that he was lower than he should have mm-hmm. been. Yeah, Nate's, Nate yeah. was like, it's it's crazy how how he doesn't get any MVP votes anymore because he already has three of them and he's so old and, like, people are just so used to him being this good so he doesn't get those MVP votes anymore, which, I mean, I think is a little bit true. I think he – I mean, it's the prob- 14th time in his career he's gotten M- MVP votes, votes technically. Dude, I mean, honestly, he should he should be getting MVP votes every, every year. year. Yeah. So, except for maybe one when he scored, like, 32 goals – or 38 goals in, like, uh, in, in a full season. I think he's only done that once. I think he's only not Dale Hunter, Thera. Yeah, yeah yep. fuck it. I mean, Carlson so, finished ahead of him in voting. Yeah, I, did. I saw I saw that, which I Austin thought – Austin Matthews. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't agree with Matthews at all. I, I kind of agree with Carlson because, I mean, when he was rolling, so were the Cavs. Like yeah. He, mm-hmm. I, I agreed with that a lot. Um. But, yeah, I thought Ovi should have been a little higher. But, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, he wasn't even close to the top three. Top three were very, very accurate. Dreisaitl, McKinnon, Panarin. Um, I mean, it's there There was no question. Those three tore it up all season long. McKinnon continued to tear it up in the playoffs. I mean, I know the playoffs aren't taken into effect. But McKinnon showed that there's an argument to be had that he might be better than McDavid in the playoffs, I think. Yeah, I mean, he – he he carried that team. I mean, granted, he had we had more of a sample size of McKinnon than we did McDavid since he, they got ousted by the Blackhawks in that qualifying round. But 
granted, McK- or McDavid had what seven goals in those five games, maybe more. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, yeah, we had a, they had more of a sample size, and yeah, his team's a lot better. But it just to me seems like McKinnon has a has way more of a will to win than McDavid does. It it it, it does to me at least. I don't know about you. And more I, of a kind of that, killer instinct to him. I guess. Yeah, I exactly. Don't know. Yeah, no, I, you're right. It, it is that killer inst- instinct that he has. And McDavid doesn't fully have it yet. I mean, even though he's still the best, one of the top two best players in the world, maybe yeah. number one, probably number one. But um, I think the fact that McKinnon has that ability, uh, attribute, I guess, to his game and McDavid doesn't, yeah, I, that's a big argument. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, a very deserving you know, Dreisaitl, McDavid was hurt for a, a period of time there. He steps up, ca- literally carries the team. They didn't miss a beat, and it is what it is. So let's get to the next one, um, the Norris Trophy. This one goes to Roman Yossi of the National Predators. Carlson finishes second, Hedman third, Petrangelo fourth, Slavin fifth, blah, blah, blah. Who gives a shit from there? But, yeah, Carlson, the Norris Trophy, That's just, doesn't get it. I mean, doesn't get it. I, I would say – snubbed but you look at how he played in the playoffs and kind of in the back end of that season but also playoffs don't count for this so and i even tweeted like i guess points aren't for some reason this year points aren't that big of a deal for in the norris trophy voting or is they were it is every other year i would say it it is for brent burns every single year even though brent burns is probably one of the worst defensive defensemen in the game like the guy should be playing forward he just happens to be playing defense um yeah, I mean it's it's a little disappointing, but like we we kind of saw we saw it coming a little bit. We thought that the season ended a little early, and that yeah. could have been in favor for Carlson, honestly. Right, right. Because he declined, as you said earlier, he declined as the team declined. He declined, or as he declined, the team declined. Right, and he just he didn't have it in that back half of the season. I mean, there's you can't you, there's no there's no other way around it. I mean. I mean, the first half of the season, it's it's not even a question. I mean, all the way up until January, it's like, yes, Carlson is going to win the Norse, and it's not even a question. And then those last three months, January, February, March, I mean, Roman Yossi played at a consistent level the entire season. Carlson did not. I mean, I, I think that's what it comes down to. I don't think the gap in first place votes, whereas Ro- Yossi got 109 and Carlson got 56, is warranted. I think that's kind of fucking baloney. If you ask me, like, yeah. that there's that big of a difference in first place votes. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, I, it may have been something like this may have come into effect. I don't know if it does or not, but it's like Roman Yossi's team is just not even nearly as good as John Carlson's, and so that they, they may have done they may have done that too. And I don't know. It's Roman Yossi is clearly the best player on that team, whereas John Carlson isn't like by far and away the number one yeah. player on the Caps. Well, whoever the, the five media assholes that voted John Carlson fifth are kind of fucking dumb, too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But Bobby, I like it. the Bobcat tweeted at us when I was bitching about all the sudden points don't matter this year. So he says, Eric Carlson, 65, was the last D-man to lead in scoring to get to Norris. Carlson led the league in 17-18 and wasn't even a finalist. Dowdy won it in 15-16 when he was 10th in deep defensive scoring. So – playing devil's advocate when he's fucking works for chirping dmv and he's going against what i say <laughs> i was just say, well brent like hasn't brent burns won it like twice like 
he's not a defensive defenseman. Yeah. Like, and that he's won it twice, like, recently, I'm pretty sure, too. Like, I don't know. I, I'm with you on that. Like, I think – and I think so is the entire world. They were just, like, pretty much saying how, like, yeah, finally – they were, they like, literally the, the entire world said, finally, they didn't just make it who's the best offensive defenseman this year. Yeah, and – yeah, but it kind of sucks because if they were to continue to do that, then it would have been <laughs> Johnny Carlson for sure. But – like you yeah. said, fuck it. It is what it is. Johnny got snubbed. Mike Green got snubbed in 2010. But what do you do about it? So let's get the Vesna. Connor Hellebuck wins it. No surprise there. He faced by far the most shots this year. He had the most saves this year. I mean, the guy was getting peppered for seemingly fucking 45 shots a game. But it goes Hellebuck, Tukaras, Vasilevsky, uh, one, two, three. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's – I mean, that's accurate. I mean, Hellebuck has the – by far and away the worst team out of those three goalies. Um, and he kept their team in a playoff hunt pretty much the entire year. And he was the only reason why that happened. Uh, Patrick Lyonne, he had a decent season, but uh, remember those rumors of he is going to be the next Alex Ovechkin and might break his goal record. <laughs> and you haven't yeah. heard from him in fucking three years. Yeah, that's not happening. Um, Mark, uh, Mark Shifley, great player. Um, Kyle Connor, great player. I mean, they have a couple of good guys, but like on on D, like who do they have? Not really anyone anymore. Yeah. So uh, it's it's Hellebuck deserved it. Uh, like it's it's not even close. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky is playing on currently the best team in the NHL or yeah. second best. Yeah. Um, Doesn't take anything Tuka. away from him, but yeah, he's on a very good team. And Tuka Rask also played on, during the regular season, the best team in the NHL. The best team. I mean, yeah, Vasilevsky, when he faced at least 37 shots in 13 regular season games, he was 10-1-2 with the 208 goals against average, 945 save percentage. I mean, he had a career-high 51 saves in a game. I mean, yeah, 27 saves in a single period at one point in that game. It's just like the guy was just getting fucking rocked all year. Yeah. I mean, he went, what, 44-11-9 this year? So – I mean, he he was the workhorse. He was he he played the entire season for him for a team that wasn't that great, and it's what it is. So cool, Vesna. Congrats, Hellebuck. Good for you. But this is the one I'm excited about. Kale McCarr, Rookie of the Year. This was kind of a tough one. I mean, Quinn Hughes finished his second. QB League for Chicago finishes third. I feel like you had a lot of good, a lot of good rookies. Elias Samsonov, he finished twelfth in voting. He got a couple votes there, but yeah, Kale McCarr. I feel like it was no doubt. I mean, granted, it was down between him and Hughes, but yeah, no doubt, Kale McCarr is so good. Oh yeah, um, Quinn Hughes put up a good fight like towards the end of that season. Kale McCarr, like Kale, Kale McCarr, got hurt in the regular season. I still think he led all rookie defensemen. Did he not? I believe he did. Yeah. What so? And my next question is. Who was the last defense rookie defenseman to win the Calder? Has that been happening a lot lately? I don't know. I don't did know. Da, did Rasmus Dahlin win? Did Aaron maybe Aaron Ekblad? Probably Aaron Ekblad won. Aaron Ekblad might have. I mean, the past few have been Barzell, Matthews, Panarin, Ekblad. Yeah, you're right. Yep, Ekblad. So yeah, the past few years it's gone Barzell, Matthews, Panarin, Ekblad, McKinnon, Huberdo, Landeskog, Skinner, Tyler Myers. And then we're getting down in like Steve Mason, Patty Kane, Mountain Ovechkin yeah. territory. But so I mean, it's it's pretty cool to see two defensemen leading the way. I think. I mean, yeah, led NHL rookie defenseman in goals with twelve power play goals, four in fifty-seven games this season. 
Yeah, exactly. He was hurt for 12 games, and he's still leading leading in scoring. Like, he, he he definitely deserved it. I mean, Quinn Hughes, don't get me wrong, great fucking season. Oh, he, so good. He, I did not think he was going to be this good coming out. Right. I remember Kyle, Kyle said it in his pregame, in his, in his predictions, I think, at the, in the preseason. He said Quinn Hughes is going to – he's – he, did, he wasn't looking for the Jack Hughes. He was looking for Quinn Hughes to see what he was doing. And I, I kind of laughed. I was like – Yeah. I mean – So fucking long ago. Jesus uh, yeah, I was just like, I don't – I mean, <laughs> Quinn Hughes is good, but he's not like – he's not like that good. And he, he proved me wrong this year. That guy's a fucking stud, and the, yeah. and the Canucks are here to stay. Yeah. So, among, among NHL rookies, uh, McCarr finished his uh, second in assist at 38, second in points at 50 which is an avalanche record in a season by defenseman in power play points, 19 scored four game winning goals at a plus 12 rating average 21 minutes of ice time per game, which was third in third among rookies. So he's fucking out there skating and he's going to be such a good player. He's going to be a Norris guy in the next three years, if not two. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, like he might be a Norris guy like next year. Like who yeah. the fuck knows? I yeah. mean, he's almost at a point per game clip already. And yeah. I mean, John Carlson, I mean, Roman Yossi wasn't, and he won. He won the uh, Norris this year. John Carlson was, and he, like, th- he was on an unreal tear, and he, uh, he not, and he obviously slowed down. So, Cal McCarr might be there next year. He could be. Yeah, he very well could be. So, I mean, that's it for kind of the main awards trophies. I don't know if you want to get into the rest of them, but it's just like, uh, let's see. So, Drysaitel he wins the Ted Lindsay Award for most outstanding player by the NHLPA. Yeah. Play association, yeah, blah blah blah. Lead, yeah. led, the, led the league in scoring. Dumba of the Wild commitment to racial social justice. He wins the King Clancy Award. Good for him. His powerful speech there. Um, in the bubble, Lou Lamarillo of the Islanders. He he gets named GM of the year. Any thoughts on that? Um, I mean, you what, guys moves GM. Did, what moves did he make? I don't uh, know. J, but... JP. Peugeot, uh, was it? JG Peugeot, yeah. So he made one for JGP. I mean, he hired Trots. Yeah, like two years ago. That's all. Yeah, but he, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't, Green. He brought in only... Green and Peugeot. Andy Green and Peugeot. Yeah, I guess this season. Anyone else on? Anyone else on D? I, don't, I can't. I can't even think right now. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like. Like, even though the Rangers didn't do anything, like, I'm like, their GM did pretty fucking good. He got eighth. <clears throat> he got eighth. Yeah. So the and Lightning they, GM gets second. I'll, I'll read the, I'll read the teams, not the names. Oh, Joe Sackick, Colorado got fourth, but it goes, yeah, Islanders, Tampa Bay, Dallas, Colorado, Vegas. See, uh, Dallas should have won. Philly, Rangers. That Dallas GM should have won way over Lou Lamorello. You think so? He brought in Corey Perry, Joe Pavelski. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess that, that is true. I, f- I keep forgetting how fucking long ago all this was. It seems like last yeah. season still, but Cado- like I don't, I think Kadobin is new this year to that team. Like, I, like he, yeah. I, I thought he made bigger moves than Lou Lamorello. Lou Lamorello, I can, I literally can only think of two guys, and it's the two guys you said, Andy Green and JGP. Yeah. So that, yeah, Lou Lamorello, congrats, I guess. Regime of the year, blah, blah, blah. Fuck off. Uh, McKinnon, he did win a trophy. The lady being for, what is that one? Gentlemanly conduct. The guy took five minor penalties all year. Oh, that's that's kind of impressive. Uh, for some yeah. reason, Austin Matthews got second, even though he was in a hotel showing his butthole to some lady. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, get, nah, <laughs> I'll shoot you that's right up the second. 
that's just good respect, buddy. <laughs> that's just respect. Yeah, that's uh, just real respect. Yeah, let's get to coach of the year here, and that's Bruce Cassidy, former cap. Uh, he wins it for the Boston Bruins. Elaine Vigneault for Philly gets second. Tortorella, Blue Jackets third. Uh, fourth, fifth. I don't see Todd Reardon anywhere. Weird. Huh. Uh, Gary Trotz yeah. got 14th. That's insane. Uh, Rick Bone has got 12th. What the? Uh, I disagree with this one, too. How does Tortorella not win it? I don't know. He got 28 first place votes. This was kind of close. So Cassidy got, gets 37. Vigneault gets 32. Tor- Torts gets 28. Yeah, I like I like Vigneault. Like I don't I wouldn't have hated Vigneault. I mean Bruce Cassidy has like one of the best rosters in the league. I know, and they're always a perennial like top three team in the league. In the yeah, Rangers. like he should not be coach of the year. Um Elaine Vigneault comes in his first season as the Flyers head coach. He he turns them into kind of a powerhouse. I mean, they they obviously they struggled in the playoffs, but like during the regular season, their their team was like very scary good. Um, and Columbus, like, just stuck around and made the playoffs and, again, were a threat in the playoffs for a little bit. I mean, Tort- I thought – I think Tortorella deserves it too because there's no one on that team anymore. Right. Like, Bobro- Bobrovsky was gone this year. Um, who else uh, – I mean, they lost Panarin. Mm-hmm. They lost – who else did they lose? I mean – They lost everybody. Or who – what was the tweet? Or what, We mentioned a couple podcasts ago, like, during the playoffs when this all first started, but it was like – they get rid of Bobrovsky, Panarin, and somebody else, and then they all go to three separate teams, and the Jackets went farther than all three of those teams. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's and it's because of Tortorella, dude. It's it's not even a question. Like, that guy just gets every single one of his teams to to fight for every inch on that ice, fight for every single loose puck, and everyone just follows him, and, and they always find success. Yeah, so – I guess last one here, uh, Couturier, he wins uh, the Selkie as best defensive forward. It's finally somebody besides Bergeron. Yeah, I was going to say – I was going to say shout-out to uh, shout out to our boys, the, the Kreppels. They've been, yeah. they've been preaching this kid, Couturier, for, for years at this point. They're saying it's bullshit that Bergeron always wins. And Couturier well, this shoots. one was a blowout. This was 117 first-place votes to 21, which is Bergeron in second. Yep, and and they said it, and then sh- and shout out to our our boy Dan Silver as well. Yep. I mean they 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 said it all season long. They were like Couturier is our best player on this team. It's not Giroux anymore. It's it is Couturier. Backstrom got thirty third. Who did? Backstrom <laughs> got thirty third. Thirty third, baby. <laughs> nice. Um, Below yeah, Evgeny Malkin. Interesting. All right. Okay. But so Berge, I'm assuming Bergeron got second. Yeah, Bergeron second, O'Reilly third, Anthony Sorelli from the Bolts fourth, Mark Stone fifth. Yeah, this, uh, that makes sense. I mean, Couturier is going to be there every single year now. Bergeron's mm-hmm. still going to be there, and Ryan O'Reilly is still going to be there every uh, single. It's and he, be those even three. Kopitar even snuck into seventh. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, Kopitar is always going to be up there for some fucking reason, no matter how bad his team is. Yeah, but. Yeah, it's going to be those three. Like, I feel bad for Sorelli. I just feel like he's never going to break that. Like, he's always going to be fourth, and he's never going to get up there. Yeah, I mean, you're not – yeah, you're you, – sorry, but does he deserve to jump over Ryan O'Reilly or Bergeron or fucking Couturier? No. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, like, it's, I just kind of feel bad. It's sorry. Like, yeah, you're just stuck behind three studs, so. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Mean, so- that, dude, that, that trophy is so weird. Because it literally is always the same three people. Even before these three, like, 
uh, it used to be Bergeron and Dotsuk and like whoever, like yeah. it used to be those two. And then Dotsuk retired, and now it's Ryan O'Reilly, <laughs> Ryan O'Reilly, Patrice Bergeron, and Couturier like every single year. Like it's that's yeah. whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> um. So let's see. Let's get into last thing here before we get into the cup. Uh, first team and second team. Second team, all NHL. Tuka Rask and goal. Hedman, Petrangelo uh, on D. Speaking of Petrangelo, you see the Blues said they're not going to resign him and he can go test free agency. Uh, I did. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that, I guess, last episode. If we should was, go get him. I was going to say, should we make some cap space? <laughs> uh, McKinnon, Kucherov, and Marchand uh, finished the top three of the forwards there. First team is Hellebuck and goal. Carlson and Yossi on D. Dry Saddle, Pashanak, and Panarin, which is kind of interesting because you could always just be like, all right, which one of these – which one of these teams five on five would beat each other? Um, Marshawn, Kucherov, McKinnon on that first line there. Yeah, Drysaddle, Prosperinak, Panarin. Yeah, I mean they're both good teams, and I'll say first team because John Carlson is a wagon. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. I got first team. Uh, actually, McKinnon commented on the post and tagged. Wait. McKinnon commented on the NHL's post and tagged Marshawn and said, "Yo, sixty-three and twenty-nine together ain't losing, bro." And Wait, it, so everybody is, said facts come to Boston. <laughs> is Mick, oh, man. Is McDavid – Is McDavid didn't make either of these teams? No. That is nuts. Nope, 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 nope. Man, that's – I mean, I guess I guess because he's the third best center. Yeah, that's nuts. Behind, yeah, third best center. Uh, like, best center so he, and they do it by position. So. Yeah, that, that's, that's – uh, I don't know if I – I don't know if I put – I don't know if – I guess you could call this biased, but we're a fucking DC podcast. But I don't know if Marchant would warrant a left wing spot over Ovechkin. That's what I was kind of thinking too. I was like, how does like, Ovi? He won the Rocket Richard again. Yeah, uh, yeah, I kind of agree with that. I was like, how does Ovi not get this? At least the second team left wing. <laughs> he won the Rocket every, again. Every single every single season because he wins the Rocket like every single season. Every single fucking season, but I I don't know. Um, yeah, that's it for the awards and the first teams and the second teams and all that bullshit. Let's get into the cup final itself. We're two games in. We'll start on Saturday last week. Dallas, they come out and fucking come out firing, man. They take a 4-1 lead. They kind of dominate the game. Uh, Bolts answer back Monday night. They get a 3-2 lead. They take a 3-0 lead in the first period, and then Dallas just kind of chips away, chips away, but it's not enough. But, I mean, kind of what have been your thoughts on this series so far and now that it's a best of five and – uh, where do you see it going from here? My thoughts on this series are it's going to seven, and I have no idea who the fuck is going to win. I, li- I, I literally have no fucking clue, dude. Dallas continues to shock everyone, especially when they come out and win the first game of the series, four to one against what everyone seems to think that Tampa is by far and away the best team in the NHL, yeah. which, I mean, on paper, they are. And in these playoffs, they have been dominating the entire time. But again – well, so are the stars. Tampa jumps out to that 3-0 lead in the first period Monday night, and you think they're going to just kind of fucking shit whip the stars, and then it's they don't score the rest of the game, and the stars just kind of chip away, chip away, have a couple opportunities if they weren't in the box for fucking an hour and a half that game. It felt like I felt like they took six or seven penalties, but the stars clawed back, and Qdoban's been unreal, I think. Um, oh, yeah. and Dude, I thought, I thought that – I honestly was like, dude, the Stars are going to – like, when it when it was 3-2, to I was like, the Stars are going to win this game in, like, double overtime. This is – like, this is going to be so heartbreaking for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And, and the Stars are still waiting for their Stars to do something. Like, what's Sagan fucking done? 
Great. Radulov has been scoring some goals, but I mean, Sagan's been non-existent. It's pretty much been like Kivy Ranta, Alexiak, and fucking Pavelski. Those guys. Yeah. Like, well, Jamie Ben's been coming up clutch lately too. Um, yeah, Sagan, he's just not like. I mean, he's not. I don't think he is going to show up. Everyone's like, no, it's weird because he's had opportunities. Yeah, I mean, it's not I mean, like he's been playing bad. He just can't find the fucking way. That's what I'm. Yeah, exactly. I was like, it's not like he's been playing bad. He's been playing actually pretty responsible on his own defensive end too. Sometimes, I mean, he has he has made a couple of mistakes here and there, but uh, he just I don't know what it is. I mean, his playoff his playoff points record is not great either. So I think no. this is like just the common thing. But dude, Mira Heiskanen, so good. So fucking well, good. Wasn't it, what was the stat, like, coming into this series? Like, him and – who was the other defenseman? Him and the other defenseman are on the ice for 53 of the Dallas's 57 playoff goals. Probably, like, Kling, Klingberg. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, but it's just like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's ridiculous. And Mero Heiskanen is just such a beast. Um, I mean, they, it's not like they have, like, any – like, th- that many guys. Uh, who, who else do they have? Do they have Alexiak back there? Yep. Mm-hmm. Alexiak and Lindell. Lindell's pretty good, I guess, but Mira Heiskanen is just leading the way for them. Yeah, Alexiak, Klingberg, Heiskanen, Sakara, Lindell, Hanley. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that I, he's just – he's leading the way for them. And and how old is he? 20, 21? Like, he's – the kid's so young. Yeah. And he's – so he'll be, he'll be a stud. Like, in four years, four to five years, every single season might be Kale McCarr, Heiskanen, Quinn Hughes, and Calder. I don't disagree with that. Or, I mean, not Calder, um, Norris. I don't disagree like, with that one bit. Or Provorov. Provorov might sneak in there every once in a while. He might but, sneak in for a season or two every now and then. But shit, actually, uh, I take I take everything that I just said back. We I'm forgetting about Seth Jones. Seth Jones is going to be fucking there every year yes, too now. Seth Jones He's is such a beast. There's two. There's so many good defensemen in this league now. Well, it's crazy. Fucking, I would say Columbus has two of the top five or six and Seth Jones and Wawrinski. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, it's, Currently, it's ridiculous right now. dude. And I feel like we're starting to get left behind. We're not always oh, felt yeah. like we were such a good defensive team. Like always had not, I wouldn't we, say above and beyond other teams in terms of our defensive lineup, but it's like, Oh, outside of Carlson, we're getting left behind. Yeah. Like we had six guys. We used to have six guys that you could like, that could play every single night in pretty even minutes. I mean, that Orpik and Niskanen trade really just turned our entire franchise around. Oh, 100%, yeah. Like, we trade for both of them or or maybe signed them, I forget. I don't oh, know. No. I, I remember it was the same. We got those two and fired our G, G – um, uh, why am I having a GM, GM – GM, 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 yeah. GM, GM on the same day. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we signed those two, and then that pretty much fills out, like – our entire defense because we still had Alsner at the time who we thought yeah. was a, like still good. And then he left because uh, like, I want to win a cup. And we're like, <laughs> yep. See ya. And then Fun, we still nuts. have, we still have Carlson. Uh, and then we have Orlov. That's five solid ass defensemen right there. We had Nate Schmidt just sleeping. Everyone's sleeping on Nate Schmidt. God, now I was a, the biggest fan of all time of him. I, I, I think I tweeted I'm the saying. other day. He would easily be our top defenseman on this team. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I still think we should trade for him. Yeah. Dude, wow, I would take him back in a fucking heartbeat. I would trade Orla for Schmidt in a heartbeat. such a staple on that Vegas team now. It's just kind of insane. So, I guess biggest story here left in this cup final is um, Steven Stamkos. 
I think he was kind of questionable, but still not really going to be he'll play, play last game. But I think he'll play by game four at the latest. I was saying I think he's he's going to play, and I can't wait. I kind of want him to play in this series, and I would like to see him raise a cup. I do I like Stamkos a lot, but I also want to see like Pavelski raise a cup. Yeah, I and also agree with that. Rick Bonus, I think he's such an awesome coach. I don't know. I don't hate the cup. I don't. I'm not going to hate it either way. It's not like every no, I, year. I, I like- and- I like both I, these teams. Yeah, I have a Dallas Stars pullover I've been wearing on game days that I got back in 2015 when I went to the arena there. Um, so, yeah, I've been wearing that just for the fucking shits and gigs because I can say I like, it, man. I mean, I just love both these teams. Tampa. Yeah. Tampa's Tampa, too. Like, Braden Point. I fucking love Braden Point. He is so fucking good. But then, like, but then again, like, I was one of the first, like, Jamie Ben stands – I mean, he's he's been he's been kind of sucking lately, but like that one year he won the Art Ross. I was just like, this is this guy is fucking nuts, and mm-hmm. he completely changed his game from that year on. He he went from being like a prolific goal scorer to like just this like dirty ass guy who's just gonna who's just gonna beat the shit out of you and just hits the fuck out of everyone. Yeah, he just yeah, turned into a physical beast. Yeah, he's a dog. He's a um, great captain too. So I guess we'll see. Like you said, I think this is going seven regardless, and we'll just fucking – I think it's just going to go back and forth every single game until somebody finally wins it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's definitely – I think it'll go seven. And I, I honestly couldn't tell you who between, between these two teams because, I mean, my brain says there's no way Tampa doesn't do it because their roster is just so much better. But, I mean, look but what the stars – when you watch been. Dallas play, it's just like, fuck, these guys are good. Yeah, they just beat the shit out of you, dude. Mm-hmm. They just tire you out. They're doing exactly what the Caps did when they were playing. Uh, they're doing for a exactly- team that struggled at the end of the regular season before the the coronavirus hit, and a team that came into the bubble and fucking struggled in the round robin, like they didn't play well. No. And then that 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 Calgary series was kind of up and down. Would they win that in six? I could be wrong, but then next thing you know, they just fucking turn it on and round two, three, and now here, and it's just like, God, Jesus Christ, all right? Yeah. Here you I go. Mean, yeah, I mean, you look at both of them. Like like you said, they beat uh, Calgary maybe six. I thought it was, could have been even five. I can't, I can't even remember. That it was, might have been It feels five. so long ago. They, beat, they did beat Colorado in five, right? No, that Pretty was true. game seven. That was a game seven. Remember, they were up three to one, blew it. They go to oh, game seven. Blew. Okay. They yeah, go to right. game seven. Which is, I mean, to be fair, too, like last year, that was Dallas is a team that lost in Game Seven overtime to the Blues, and yeah. was it Radulov or Ben that had that wraparound that Bennington literally like stopped on the goal line underneath of his pad? Yeah, you're not wrong. I didn't even think about that, but they were that close last year, and they did it this year. That's that's something to be. There's something to be said there, honestly. Like, it, it's it's kind of like Vegas. I mean, Vegas has been doing the same thing. Yeah. Like they they go to the Stanley Cup final last year. They they get cheated out of a game seven against the Sharks, right? Was that last year? Yes, that's when they were up and then got the five minute major and the Sharks score fucking three or four goals on it and win the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got cheated out of that, and then this year, I mean. Yeah, but they Dallas just shit pumped Vegas this year, though. Yeah, exactly. Dallas shit pumps them, and they, and then you look at Tampa. They've won every series in five except for the Islanders. They've won, they won both series in five. They close out these all these teams, and then they play the Islanders. Uh, they they win in six. I mean, they had a chance to win it in five. They decided to sit Braden Point because he's a little hurt. 
Uh, they lose game five in overtime, I believe, right? So yeah, they. Uh, but like they know how to they know how to shut down a team when they when they're on the or the, it was the what Trot said it best when he was with the Caps. We need to just learn how to like just step on their throats and just kill them. Right. And, and like I said, good for fucking Rick Bonus too because we had the issue. What it was that Vegas series wasn't the Vegas series, and they brought in Ben Bishop. Um, yeah. Obviously, I think he's ready to play. He can play at a at, at a moment's notice. And you're like, all right, this is our Vesna finalist, you know, horse of a fucking goalie, and we've got Kudobin in right now. Let's put Bishop in and try to run on him. But it's like, uh, that come that came back to bite him in the ass. And oh no, they're, they're still riding Kudobin. That was I was gonna say that was actually Colorado because I Colorado, Colorado. That's right. That's right. That's right. They were up five nothing in the first period, and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> And Bishop is getting his shit rocked. <laughs> That's what's and the over and the over hit in the first period by one team. I was like, "What the fuck?" But yeah, crazy. I mean, this series is is a great ass series. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to it. It's fun. Uh, hockey wise, that's all I got. Like I said at the top of the show, go check out the new website. Uh, we're working on it. It's getting tweaked up. It looks way fucking better. Um, let's see. We got. We're working on a lot of cool stuff. We've got a documentary in the works. We won't give out too much information on it. That's going to be like a little five or six part series. We'll premiere in a couple months now. It's following two former DMV kids and their both of their first seasons playing pro overseas. Uh, one playing pro roller, one playing pro ice. So that's going to be interesting. That's going to be fun. I got DJ helping out with that. Or I guess there's two DJs. Our our new DJ part of chirping, and my buddy DJ. The DJ we know who I got absolutely blacked out with this weekend. Uh, it was nice. a great time. Uh, absolutely blacked out. So shout out DJ. Shout out Chris Gaines. Dude, Chris Gaines came over. That was awesome. He's kind of hit me up. He, he lives in Alexandria now. He's like, what are, you, what are you up to, man? I was like, I'm just chilling. You want to come drink? He's like, yeah. And he was like, all right. And then it, we're sitting over there at the house drinking. He's like, yeah, my sister. You know, my sister's like a Redskins cheerleader. Or sorry, Washington football team cheerleader. And I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, they're all out in Arlington. We could hang out with the Washington cheerleaders if we want. And I was like, huh sign me the fuck up let's yep, go <laughs> how are you not bad not bad but yeah that's all i got i mean kind of a short episode but not much to talk about only a couple left we'll we'll recap the probably by next week the cup will be over i think it is we'll recap that uh, and then we'll do an episode after that because we're probably gonna have some serious news in terms of where Hopi's going uh if we pick up anybody in free agency if we re- who we resign who we don't resign if there's a trade made you never know but that you that usual july 1st fucking shit show uh is now going to be the october 9th shit so shit show so i'm kind of pumped up about that but yeah that's all i got unless you got anything else ab uh i will chime in here did you see the rumors about holby no what's this are there like new ones or it's like the normal shit like calgary edmonton carolina Oh, no way. I saw something like that maybe like a month or two ago, and I kind of brushed it under the rug like, these people are high. But really? Dude, I'm seeing that Carolina is like by far and away the front runner right now if they figure out how to trade both of their goalies away. Could you imagine that? I would fucking hate him. I would hate the shit out of him. I'd hate him. (laughs) Yeah, I would hate him. I mean, I would love him, but I would hate him. No, I would want to beat the fucking wheels off of him every time we played him. And oh, I, same. I would, I would want to torture him every single time, and I would hope he yeah. never won. I mean, I love him for getting us. He got us the Stanley Cup. You got to love him for it. And he had but, great years here. But if he, it, I'll, I will hate him. If the problem is, is like he's declined here the past two years. Hasn't been great. As soon as he goes to Carolina, we're never going to score on him. 
Yeah, probably. It's going to be the most obnoxious fucking thing about it. You know what it is? Like, if we do see him against Carolina, man, if we see some OV one-tees from the office on Holpe, how, like, how good will that feel? We go into Carolina and run them out of the game in the first period because we score four on them and three of them are OVs. The other one's Tom Wilson crashing the net. Oh, my them. God. What do you so if yeah if he's if if he stays in the division what do you think do you think OV is just gonna light him up every time we play against him? It's tough to say. It, I feel like you see such a parallel when guys play former goalies. Like they're either gonna torch him, a, a team's either gonna torch him, or they're gonna shut the team down. I feel like there's no in between. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we're, we're gonna find out. I guess. I mean, fuck that. I terrible. fucking hope. I yeah, I fucking hope not. I'd rather him go to Calgary and or like Edmonton. Edmonton. go to Edmonton. Dude, yeah, I, I I don't see why you wouldn't want to go to Edmonton, but we'll I would say see. Carolina's a lot better team than fucking Edmonton. Well, yeah, no shit, but you're also getting the best fucking two of the top two players in the world right now. Granted, but you also have a very bad defense, and you're gonna get ripped a lot. Yeah, we'll see. Edmonton, fuck it. But yep, that's all I got. So peace out, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your week and enjoy the rest of the Stanley Cup final. Peace out, boys.